It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, April 5th, 2016. We have 14 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have southwest winds 5 to 10 knots gusting to 15. And today we'll talk about tides on the Columbia and why, why some ebb or falling tides are worse than others. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have six inbounders, we have four in the Astoria anchorage, and we have six outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Clean Tech. She's a bulk carrier arriving from San Francisco, headed for Astoria's anchorage. For the moment, she'll be uh, arriving there around 3 a.m., and then at about 10 a.m., she's going to head upriver to the Port of Portland to pick up a cargo of soda ash. Next inbound is the Angelic Grace. She's arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's anchorage. She's eventually going up to Kalamov to pick up corn, soy, or wheat. But she'll arrive in Astoria's anchorage and drop her anchor there at about 6 a.m. The Ipsy Colossus is arriving from South Korea. She is uh, also headed for Astoria's anchorage, a popular spot today. She'll be heading up wheat uh, upriver eventually, rather, to pick up a cargo of wheat. And she will arrive in Astoria's anchorage at about 6.30 a.m. The Ozge Aksoy is arriving from Olympia, headed for Astoria. <clears throat> She's going to be anchoring there as well. She's going to be heading uh, eventually up to Kalama to pick up a cargo of corn, soy, or wheat. And she will arrive in Astoria's anchorage around 8.30 a.m. The Clipper Endeavor is arriving from Japan, headed for Longview. Uh, she's picking up logs there. She'll pass Astoria around 10.30 a.m., and you might see her in Longview by 2 p.m. The Diamond Harbor is arriving from Seattle, headed for Portland. She is a bulk carrier carrying dry cement, and she'll pass Astoria around 9.30 p.m., arriving in Portland around 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have another ship that's arriving this morning that's going to be heading upriver, the Ipsy Colossus, um, arriving in the Anchorage about 6.30 a.m. By 2 p.m., she'll be departing for Longview to pick up wheat, and you might see her at Longview by about 5.30 p.m. That leaves the Nord Pegasus and the Crimson Knight, awaiting orders in the Astoria Anchorage off the downtown waterfront. In our outbounders, we have the Ioannis Zafirakis, leaving Vancouver, carrying wheat. She's leaving at about 3.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9.30 p.m. The Great Pioneer is leaving Kalama, carrying wheat at about 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 10 p.m. The Matakana Island is leaving Longview, carrying logs on board. She's leaving at about 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. The Onyx Arrow is a car carrier, leaving Portland with Toyotas on board. She's leaving about 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound, maybe about 11 p.m. The ATB, or Articulated Tug and Barge Rig, the Dublin Sea, is leaving Portland carrying petroleum. That's refined petroleum, by the way. Departing 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound, maybe around 1 a.m. on Wednesday in the wee hours. And the BTG Iger is a bulk carrier, leaving Kalama with wheat on board, leaving around 9 p.m., passing Astoria outbound, around 2 a.m. on Wednesday. And kind of a bird's-eye view of uh, the ships on the river today. We have 11 bulk carriers, one car carrier, and one ATB rig. Well, let's take an, uh, a little closer look at our marine weather forecast. We have wind waves from the southwest, 2 feet high at 4 seconds apart, and westerly swells 8 feet at 10 seconds. Well, I was looking at the tide tables for this week, and I found that in the waters off Astoria, the difference between high and low tide will be almost 11 feet by the time the weekend arrives. That compares to last week when some of the tides showed a difference between high and low of about four feet. So the height of high tide, as well as the time of high tide, for instance, vary from day to day. 
Now, why is it of interest to mariners to know all this kind of stuff? Isn't it enough to just know when high and, high and low tide are? Well, knowing what to expect on the river in terms of when it will be high or low tide is important for many reasons. Some of those reasons are the fact that on the lower river, the river changes direction and flows inland when the tide is rising. High and low tides occur about twice a day here, and the time high tide occurs, for instance, let's focus on high, um, adjusts about 45 minutes to an hour later every day, as does the low tide, of course. But the added information of how far the tide will fall is also important information for people who are operating vessels on the river to know. Sometimes you'll hear me say in the marine weather forecast that there will be a particularly strong ebb on a certain day. This means the current in the river is flowing with great intensity and it can pose a problem for safely handling vessels. The greater the distance in height between high and low tide, the faster the river will go. If you think about it, the river will have to move faster to fall 11 feet in 6 hours than it would to fall just 4 feet in the same period of time. So an ebb tide that's happening on a day when the high tide is quite high and the low tide is quite low will set up a very strong current in the river and that's a real can be a navigational hazard. That's why it's in the marine weather forecast and that's why you'll hear that term strong ebb. Physical signs and the local environment that you can see on the waterfront um, from, the, from the land are um, that there is a strong ebb happening is just watch the river. When there's a strong ebb, the water is rushing downstream toward the ocean, and you can see how fast the water is moving. The, the river also pulls the navigational buoys sideways, and you'll see them leaning in the, with the current. In some places, the navigational buoys can even be dragged underwater temporarily while the current is so strong. Now, this is because there's two things, well, there's many things happening, but among them are two powerful forces on the river. One of them is the natural outgoing tide that, that to the river is just naturally flowing downstream, and then there is the, the current that is caused by the ebb tide, by the falling tide action. And so when those two forces get together and act together, they can be, be quite create quite a formidable current in the river that it can be quite an adversary for a small vessel trying to make its way, especially one that's trying to go against the current. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can hear a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.